Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to this episode of the podcast. Happy Monday. I was thinking the other day and I was listening to another podcast called Whoa, That's Good. And it's really good. So if you guys want to listen to that, go ahead. But the lady on the podcast was saying she hated school and like could not stand studying for school, but she studied for a podcast any day of the week. And I really, I don't hate school. I do truly enjoy school, but I could research a podcast or research for a podcast for literally five hours a day. It's so fun to me. Speaking of research, this week is going to be a really interesting and very research-based episode, very much science. We're going to be talking about anatomy and physiology of your body, microbiology. We're also going to be talking about how your body digests food, what kinds of food you should be eating, all that stuff. Announcement for the podcast is that there's going to be very exciting stuff coming in the new year. I know it's kind of far away, but it's October when this comes out, I think October 4th. That is insane. Like it's literally October. The year will be out faster than we know it. And then January is going to be some really exciting stuff for the podcast. So anyways, moving right along. Like I said, I'm super excited about this episode. Um, I've gotten, I've done a lot of nursing and emergency care training. I've also taken at AMP, anatomy and physiology, one and two, taken microbiology. I've taken introduction to my, to biology, physics, science, obviously in high school and stuff like that. So this is a lot of science based and obviously I'm a science major. I'm going to be a nurse. So it's going to be very exciting to take some of my stuff that I'm actually literally studying for this week's test to bring it to you guys and to just discuss it. The part about this episode that's really exciting me is that there's a lot of food myths, a lot of diets, a lot of different things that we think of when we talk about food. And a lot of people have preconceived notions and people just say random stuff on the internet and say, oh, well, you know, I decided to not eat anything and I lost weight. It's like, cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I, I cut out sugars and carbs and that made me, you know, lose weight and stuff. And it may have, and it may have, sugars and carbs are kind of like a bad um, example, but like, let's say for example, someone just cut out red meat, your body, your metabolism is going to adjust to you not eating red meat. So at first it's going to have a deprivation of red meat and you're going to you know, you're going to lose weight at first because your body's trying to figure out what's going on. Your metabolism's trying to work itself out. And then after a while, you're going to staple back out because, okay, we're going to learn to live without red meat. That's how vegans work. You know, at first when you go vegan, you, your body like fully freaks out. I need this stuff. I need this stuff. But once you give it the vitamins that you need and all of that stuff, wean yourself off of that stuff, then your body just levels itself out. It's the amazing thing about our human anatomy. Okay, before we start, I wanted to do the journal prompt for this week. Again, like I say, if you guys have a podcast journal, go right ahead and write it down. So it's going to be the journal prompt is describe what your ideal relationship with food is. Is it relatively carefree, healthy, balanced, whole foods? Do you want to be vegan? Whatever it is. Just describe whatever your ideal relationship with food is. This kind of goes along with our relationship with food episode. But I think it's good to just know where 
you know, what changes you want to make with your relationship with food. I was reading this book earlier and this girl was talking about the power of choice. And obviously as humans, we have free choice and we have the ability to choose whatever we want to do with with our lives, whatever we want to eat every single day. We have, you know, somewhat of the ability to choose that. And so I think it's crazy that we can choose all of our choices lead to who we are as a person, but we can choose those choices and then change who we are. So I want to read a review from the reviews from Apple Podcasts because I, it honestly is the highlight of my entire day. This person says, I love the podcast. I look forward to a new episode every Monday and it is a perfect way to start my week on a positive note. What a sweetie. That is literally so sweet. It makes my whole my whole week, honestly. Okay, finally, let's get into the, the podcast. So this episode, we're going to be talking a lot about the science behind a lot of food you eat on a daily basis, how they digested, metabolism, muscle building, all of that. I could probably talk about this topic for literally three hours, so I'm going to try to simplify it for this episode as much as possible. But if you like this sort of thing, please let me know and I can do more detailed discussions about all these topics. This also doubles as like a biology lesson for my biology majors out there. So starting out, there are three major micromolecules we use for food. Like we talked about before, food is fuel. That's not just a cute saying. It's literally the purpose of food. (laughs) So the purpose of food is to give you energy. So we'll talk about how to have enough energy while losing weight. Those three main food groups are carbohydrates, carbs, sugars, you know, bread, pasta, fruit, candy, whatever. Examples of these that are kind of healthy are vegetables, fruits, breads, whole grains. As you can know, like carbs does not just mean you eat a bowl of pasta. It also comes in vegetables. So that's good for you. This is what we primarily use for our cell production of ATP. So if you guys went to general biology in high school, you know that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell because it makes the ATP. And so what fuels the mitochondria is carbohydrates. This is why we really need it. (laughs) As much as people love to cut out carbs, the first thing they do when they want to lose weight, want to go on a diet, is that they cut out carbs and then they run out of fuel so quickly and want to eat carbs so badly because their body literally needs it. The second one is lipids, which are fats, basically. So like olive oil, avocado, fatty fishes, nuts, dark chocolate. There's a lot of things that you probably didn't know were high fat, but they are, because, which is super awesome because, you know, you think fat, does that mean grease on a burger? Like, no, it can be literally avocado, which is um, a vegetable. So that's awesome. Keep in mind that these foods are typically, like every food that I'm talking about are typically two or more food groups at the same time. Like fatty fish is fatty, but it's also protein. You know what I mean? So fats are very stable, strong molecules that are not broken down nearly as easily as carbs. These are used for insulation of your organs, muscles, bones, and used as a reserve in your body to have when you work out or to keep you from starving. Just a reserve of energy in your body that's harder to break down. So it stays there for you know emergency cases. This may sound scary. I know thinking about the foods you eat directly relate to you know, storage in your body. But we're going to discuss a little bit later about how to control this and to maintain a healthy amount of storage. Fats are also closely related to the carbohydrates and the way that they are in the energy process. And we'll discuss that in a minute. The third one is proteins, which is like 
probably everyone knows this, meats, cheese, eggs, beans, all those things. Proteins, aka amino acids, are what make up your literally entire body. (laughs) They do so much for your body, not just physically. They make up your hemoglobin in your blood. They help with transporting CO2 around your body. They help with your cell membrane, which controls everything. They help with your cell membrane. Your fat actually makes up your cell membrane. Protein is incredibly important for being the building blocks of your body. So there's this dietitian on YouTube that facts checks celebrities and YouTubers and stuff with weight loss diets. And I find her content super interesting at 10 out of 10. Definitely recommend it. Her name is Abby Sharp and she has a great outlook of everyone's, you know, day to day eatings. And she kind of just says like, okay, they said this and they show that this meal and this is what helped them lose weight. But if I were you, I would, you know, add a little bit of this in there or something like that. She discusses this one thing which is like my favorite thing ever and it's the hunger crushing combo and she says that every meal should have that to keep you satiated and to not crave anything else is protein healthy fats and fiber and fiber is basically carbohydrates everything that you can buy at the grocery store that's a carb so like bread has a certain level of fiber and carbs. So it mixes together. The fiber actually helps your digestive system, helps move stuff around, helps you to distribute those carbs in the correct way while carbohydrates are using for the energy. So that's really awesome because the fiber also helps make you feel full, which is what she's saying is the hunger crushing combo. So an example of something that would have these three things could be avocado toast with an egg, like the most basic thing ever, avocado for fat, egg for protein, and bread for fiber. So the reason why this is a hunger crush um, is what your body is actually doing during metabolism and digestion, which we're going to talk about right now. Our digestion begins the minute we put food in our mouth. The process of eating absorbing and storing is called the absorptive state each different food group does something different for each metabolic state so starting out with carbs carbs come in multiple forms but they start as polysaccharides like starch and glycogen used for structural help and then they're broken down to monosaccharides which are things called glucose and fructose which glucose is the basic Sugar comes from carbs. Fructose is from sugar is from fruit. There's also lactose that comes from milk, which I don't drink milk. So again, I have a lack of lactose in my body, but it's okay because my body can't break down it. If that makes sense, that's the reason I have a lactose intolerance. It's because I don't have the chemical enzyme in my body to break down that. It's not because I just don't like milk. <laughs> um, so the glucose and fructose and lactose are what are used for ATP production. In biology, you learn exactly how this process happens and, you know, you find out just how important this is for your body. But for our purposes, I just want you to know that carbs are broken down into sugars and sugars are used for energy. However, there is a catch. Glucose, which is sugar, is extremely unstable. And once our body uses what we need in that moment, our body feels like we need to hang on to it and convert it to fat. So we can convert sugar directly to fat. The glucose binds to unsaturated and saturated fats and creates a stable, complicated molecule. And this is stored as fat. The body feels like we need to do this if we don't eat on a specific schedule. So if we eat sugar, but our body doesn't know when the next time we're going to eat, 
it'll hold it longer. And if we eat something and it has sugar in it, but our body knows, okay, at 12, we're going to get some more food. They go ahead and get it out of your body. And we'll talk about how important this is later, but that's if we don't, our body's going to convert sugar to fat. If we eat on a specific schedule, our body will simply send these excess sugars into our digestive system and flush out of our body. But if you are like most people, you know, your body is running on mostly reserves. So your body feels like you need to store your sugars more often. So lipids, aka fats, are typically automatically absorbed into the cells because they make up the plasma membrane of our cells. This membrane is extremely important to us because it helps, you know, regulate our sodium, potassium, infection, antibodies, oxygen flow, growth, so much more. Our cell membrane does so much for the cell. And that cell membrane is made out of fat. So when people say they have a no-fat diet, like, it just stresses me out because fat is so important. All these three things are so important for your body. You cannot live without them. And as and we're going to talk about people who don't eat carbs or sugar, meaning ketosis. The leftover fats that aren't taken to the cell are stored. I'm going to discuss how important this is and don't get freaked out by storing fat because that does sound a little stressful for some people. The way that fat is used is a process called lysis, which currents into ketogenesis when there isn't enough glucose in the bloodstream. This is where the diet keto comes from. As you all know, and you should know, is that I'm not a fan of diet culture at all, and this includes ketosis. The reason for this is that one fat molecule has a third amount of glucose than an actual sugar. There's a high chance someone on ketosis could have a significantly less energy as someone with a balanced diet. But that's a story for another time. Fat is also important for that hunger-crushing combo because it triggers the brain to feel full after most of the glucose is accounted for and stored. This trigger may take up to three minutes. So that's why it's important to pace yourself while you eat. Give time to your brain to react to know that it's full. Now that we've talked about energy and production, let's talk about muscle growth, which is primarily based off of proteins. Proteins are used in every aspect of your body. The enzyme used to break down sugars and fats are proteins. The catalyst to creating different chemical reactions in your body are proteins. And the repairing and building of tissues is also done by proteins. Tissues aren't just muscles to look built. This is also your heart, your lungs, your kidneys, what kind of pH balance you have, your fluid balance, your liver, your pancreas, all of this stuff. Your pancreas does insulin and waste product production. So proteins are needed for everything in our body. They're needed for everything. and We need a specific amount of protein every day. But the only reason that people need excess protein is to get muscles. Most, most of this stuff, the carbohydrates, the fats, the proteins, all that, you don't need an excess amount of it. Other, th- If you have an excess amount, you're either going to be storing something or peeing it out. It's not going to go anywhere. So our bodies are so amazing because they use a symbiotic relationship, which means each area of our body is helping each other out. They use a symbiotic relationship to use all the molecules in our body to either digest create energy, change our body, digestive system, urinary tract, sexual health, all this stuff, which all in turn is used by the brain to help grow. A really important point to make is that we're going to talk next week about our eating disorder episode and how vitally important it is what we eat, when we eat, and all of that, the chemical makeup of our food, everything. It 
has such an effect on our mood, our hormones, our brain. If you guys like this, again, I could do a whole scientific-based episode on the hormones in our body and how if we have a deficiency in our body, you know, it's direct relation to our mood. So if we are deficient in, you know, B2, what is that going to look like for our hormones? Another thing to point out is that if we're eating a balanced diet, we should be getting the right amount of vitamins, minerals, nucleic acids, all of that. We shouldn't need to take supplements. Obviously, no one's perfect and people take these things just in case to make sure their body is getting what it needs. But that's just something to know. We don't technically need them. We should get be getting them out of our diet. If you're not eating the right amount of things or the right things, then you will have a deficiency in these vitamins and that can be harmful for your body. There are so many books and research about every aspect of your body. There's no way I can fit this in. But a couple of primary things I want you to get from this episode is that number one, our body has three metabolic states, absorptive, where we're eating, absorbing, storing our food. This can take up to four hours to happen. So I would say for a general rule of thumb is to eat around every four hours. In this state, insulin is released and we have glucose lingering in our bloodstream waiting to be used by our muscles. If it's not used, so if we're just eating and then laying around, if it's not used, it's either going to be excreted or converted to fat, aka adipose tissue. The second state is our post-absorbative state. This is where any leftover water from your liver is excreted and your body is running on stored glucose. The less glucose you have, the more your body needs. You begin to slow your metabolism down the longer you're in this post-absorbative state and then your body initiates a signal to your brain and organs that you're hungry. The longer you are in a post-absorbative state, the more desperate your body becomes and your hormones get a little off and your hormones get a little off. The outward reaction could be to getting hangry or getting a headache. The final stage is something that we hopefully should rarely reach, but this is starvation. This is what happens when your body uses all of its leftover glycogen for the brain and the organs are completely relying on stored fat. And stored fat meaning not in a good way at all. If you're in starvation mode, you have no glycogen, which means you really don't have any energy and your body is very, very, very slowly trying to break down these fat things whilst keeping your organs going. Typically, most people don't have enough stored fat to last them very long. I'm not trying to get like morbid or deep or anything, but a lot of people hear starvation. Okay, I'm you know, relying on stored fat. Most of that stored fat that you, if someone has a lot of stored fat over a long period of time, it really doesn't do them any good because it's been there for so long that it is really, really hard to break down for your body. And if you have no energy, have no glycogen to break it down, most people just don't really get to that point. The second thing I want you guys to take away from this is your circadian rhythm. This is honestly one of the absolute most important things you can do for your health, creating a schedule. Even if it's just going to bed and waking up at a certain time and eating within 30 minute period every single day. Don't feel bad about yourself if you don't do this because I don't either, but I learned about it this last week and I think it's super interesting. It's just something to keep from storing excess unneeded fat. Tuning into your natural circadian rhythm is so helpful for almost every part of your life. Your digestive system, your hormone levels, your brain activity, times when your heart and blood pressure are peaking so you can get the best workout in, finding when is your deepest sleep. This process helps you tune into another level of your mind and body that will help you make sense of your mind. 
You may ask, so why do I always feel so unproductive at 2 p.m.? Is this an afternoon slope or is it because your personal circadian rhythm is not being used and so your sleep isn't in a good enough quality? This is a really interesting topic that I can pull more out of and talk about more in a later episode. But the technical circadian rhythm, if you guys look it up, is like almost every two hours there's something that your body is is doing. Like it says, you know, 6 a.m. is when you're waking up. 7 a.m. is when you're most hungry. Like all these different things. It has like 2 a.m. is when you're getting your deepest sleep if you're asleep by 11 and all this stuff. So circadian rhythm, it works with the sun, the moon, and just the earth's natural vibrations along with your inner body and the inner workings of what you should be doing with your body that is really helpful for people to get in a good schedule if you're working you're on that schedule you get it you your body will naturally wake up at a certain time every day go to bed at a certain time every day which is so unbelievably healthy and helpful for people who are trying to create a rhythm like for me I am so bad at creating rhythm I don't have a good rhythm for my life and I don't have a good rhythm for what I'm doing every single day and so this is probably going to be helping me to help my metabolism get much better and also help me get better sleep so the last really important thing for this science of your food and metabolism is to think about the foods you're eating The reason that processed foods, MSGs, as hormones and chemicals in your food are so bad for you is because they disrupt your natural digestive system. Most of them will slow down your metabolism, trying to figure out what it is. Imagine your metabolism is this little, let's just imagine it's like this little creepy collie thing with your body. It says, oh my gosh, I'm so hungry right now. You haven't eaten in five hours. I have no idea what I'm going to be eating next. I'm going to store all this food just in case. Or let's say that it comes across an MSG or processed food or your hormones or something and says, what is this? And we're sitting there for a while thinking about it. Like, what is our body? What is this thing that you're putting inside of me? I don't understand. And it slows down your metabolism significantly. For example, a very processed chicken with added hormones will likely be mistaken for real hormones and our body will take them as extra and think for some reason, you know, you need extra hormones. Our body does make extra hormones on occasion. It also makes extra estrogen on occasion and all these other things. But if we have fake hormones in our body, our body might mistake it for real hormones and think, oh my gosh, I'm making extra hormones. What's the reason? Like, and then make you whatever hormones, whatever the hormone is or whatever you typically happens in your body when you're having extra hormones, make me you're more emotional today because you've had a lot of sugars and chicken and processed foods this last week. This can cause you to hold on to excess water, unneeded weight gain, etc. Again, we can discuss this more in another episode if you guys think this is interesting. This is why I'm such an advocate for whole foods because the less hormones and chemicals, the smoother your metabolism will run and cause it to be faster. My suggestion to use this information to help with weight loss is get on a schedule. This is what will help you the most when you're in that absorptive state of your body. Hopefully, if you're on a schedule that makes you maybe rarely get out of your absorptive state or is only out of your absorptive state for a certain amount of time, but your body still knows that you're going to eat at a certain time, it never feels the need to store extra glucose into fat. It also allows your muscles to build at the same time every single day. Rule of thumb is that your body, just like us, will take longer to do something when it isn't happening every single day. So if we're out of rhythm, our metabolism will slow down and your circadian rhythm will be thrown off. If I am trying to start a new skill, let's say I'm trying to learn the piano, 
every single time that I go to the piano is going to be a little bit faster. But if I go out of rhythm and I don't do it for a couple of days, it might hinder my process. So that's what our circadian rhythm is doing and getting on a schedule is doing is trying to get us to our body to at least be on some sort of schedule so it runs faster and more smoothly. The second thing is drink water. I've explained the importance of water in another episode, but this helps your blood flow, which increases the glucose to go to different areas of your body faster. It also helps your muscle growth and makes things run significantly faster. Another thing is eating with a hunger crushing combo. Like we mentioned earlier, that proteins, fats, fibers, every time you eat a meal, make sure it includes these things. And I'd say rule of thumb is try to make make sure it includes an equal amount of these things. You know, if you have chicken and some veggies and you need some fat in there, so you just like cook with olive oil, I think that you should try to add some more of fat, whatever that may be. Even if it's dessert, getting some nuts and dark chocolate just to get your fat and just to make sure that you're satiated after you finish eating. So some more topics that I would be willing to talk about if you guys are interested, and I can put this on the Instagram and do a little questionnaire and ask about these, but it can do the bodies, how it makes muscles, the types of fitness and their effects on the body and their metabolism, hormones and hormone regulation and our foods effect on that, where vitamins come from and what foods and building a good plate with this in mind how to scientifically debunk diets. I post these options again, like I said, on the Heart, Mind, and Soul Instagram so you guys can vote on what you think is the most interesting. Okay, guys, thank you all for listening. It means so much to me. I have a blast like doing this every single week. Like I said, this is my favorite part of the week, but I will see you next week. I'm going to have a very exciting guest, a very special guest. We're going to be talking about myths around eating disorders, our testimonials, recovery, all of it. And it's going to be a really special and hard episode. So get ready. We're going to get really deep. Thank you all for tuning in. If you listened all the way here, post on your Instagram and show me that you listened all the way to the end and say the word HMS on your story and I will repost you. Thank you guys so much. If you came all the way here, have a blessed week. I'll talk to you next Monday. Always remember, to nourish, nurture, and respect your heart, mind, and soul. Bye!